Welcome back to the Morning Skate, episode 262. We're doing the NHL season preview, and in Morning Skate fashion, we decided to do this last second, so we're broadcasting to Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube currently. Uh, it's your host, Ken. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, brother? I'm just glad that this time, whatever went wrong was not my fault. No, you did great out there. You, you yeah, were, I just sat here, smiled, you and just, waited. Yeah, you were poised. Rockstar. You can tell, like you just had ice in your veins at the start of this. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to you. Uh, we got we got a pretty big doc. We got a few NHL stories that we're going to get into. Uh, obviously, some Mayakopas. We're going to break down every team, and we had our writers send them kind of send us a brief uh, season preview, what to expect from those teams. Brown and I will kind of chat about each one. Briefs is in uh, quotation marks with some of our writers. Yeah, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll do our little predictions. We got here's the whole the whole kitten caboodle, but. Uh, you want to just kind of get into it? Yeah, man, jump. All right, Mia Culpa's here we go. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpa's with Cat and Brownie. Since we're live and people may not know, Mia Culpa's is our screw-ups from previous weeks, and uh, I actually found a woman named Mia Culpa to do the voiceover because when I first brought up Mia Culpa's to Ked, he thought it was a woman. So, uh, Hand up. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been better uh, in that time, but then he actually found somebody named Maya Culpa, so it worked. Out. Actually, I found a bunch, but only one responded. Fair enough. So, to update on last week, we were talking about 2.5 million ants per person, right? Okay. And yep. you said you could take 2.5 million ants. So, yeah, and also you you were kind of you were taken back that I was so confident about that. I, I just dude, I want I want to also dude, say that. Have you ever dealt with fire ants? It's not. I mean, they're awful. Ants are awful. This, um, this, is, this is Ked's back of the week right here. This report. <laughs> so the volume of 2.5 million ants is actually like two and a half average size men, man. But the weight of the ants is where you'll have the edge. Uh, as a million ants equals roughly about two pounds. With my eyes closed. So it would be two and a half guys that weigh less than a six pack. Yeah. So yeah. I'd be fine. You could just pick one up and hit the other one with them. Yeah. It, but I, I, I think it would still I, – I don't think you'd come out unscathed. I but... would dominate those ants. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the Fox reporter uh, last week that I we couldn't remember – I couldn't remember the name. Her name was Sarah Walsh, and her husband is the Blue Jays bullpen coach, Matt Bushman. So those are the people that caught the Aaron Judge ball. He has got to be a pretty sick gig being a bullpen coach. The only job better than that is bullpen catcher because you make and, the league so minimum. Here's the thing. I think bullpen catcher, and we've talked. This is not the first time we've talked no, about this on the no, podcast. Like, no. this is a dream job. But the more I kind of think about it, man, like, I don't know if I want to be catching 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Like, I say I can do it, but, like, half of me thinks it'd probably be pretty rough. Like, Oh, I'd imagine so. Yeah. You but, would, you know, they they throwing full tilt in the bullpen before they go out? I think Chapman was, but he just. We'll, we'll talk about the Yankees uh, later on. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. You're right. I think. I think I've worked my way up to it. Start like you know, high school, college, and then by the time you're past that, you're you're catching anything. So. Yeah. But um, okay, good call. So to continue on with our Mitch Marner discussion about him possibly playing D. Oh, oh, actually, really, really quick before but, we get into that, do you remember last week? My zero of the week was the dude who like didn't go for the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the 60-second home run? The guy did go for the ball. There yeah. was no ball around there. That no. that was, you know what, commitment. Uh, 
I love that move because you like the hustle. You got to give the A for effort. That's fine because you're thinking that like there's no way somebody's going to catch this. It's life changing money right there. Life changing yeah. money. So I, you know, the execution was lacking just because the ball didn't land there. But yeah. A plus. Uh, so Mitch Marner possibly playing D. What impact would that have on fantasy hockey? I'd assume quite a bit. I don't play fantasy hockey, but I do play fantasy football. And uh, Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end, and he had three rushing touchdowns today for me, which is ridiculous. Um, so would that have an impact? So I used to play fantasy hockey like way back in the day. My dad was actually fucking yeah. really good at it. He was like laser focused. Um, Having a defenseman that'll put up that many points. Now, each like you can rearrange your league to see, say, like, okay, this matters more than this, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, the yeah. league that we were in, it seemed like you needed to have a backup goalie. Like we had a goalie on waiver wire each week because like you wanted two goalies going. You were always trying to see the backup is going, whatever it is. Uh, for some reason, hits meant a lot in us. So like guys like uh, Borietsky, who had pims and hits and all that shit, he was actually kind of super valuable. But yeah, he would he would have been lights out. Like if you could grab Mitch Marner, put on the D on the D, you'd be uh good to go. All right. So that NASA Dart mission, the well, they bounced the asteroid into the other asteroid. I hate that. And you talked about the butterfly effect. Well, the first butterfly effect is apparently there's a six thousand mile long trail of debris across space, uh, which I assume is not good. And uh <laughs> it looks like a comet tail, I guess. It's like, hey, listen, like we litter and we don't recycle on planet Earth. Let's just go do it in the yeah, fucking. We're not going to do it. Space now. Yeah. Uh, these next two were pointed out by our boy Hal um, in a text to us. Keith Yandel went straight to the queue for Monk uh, for Monkton from Cushing Academy. He never mm -hmm. played at BC, and that was mine. And Mark McGuire hit seventy in nineteen ninety eight for St. Louis. That was yours. What did I say? You were like, there's no way he hit 70. Maybe it was 60. I'm like, are you sure? And you were what? like so adamant about it. I was like, all right. Are we sure that that's what happened? I'm 1,000% because once I got that text from Hal, I listened to make sure I was he was right. Okay. All right. So, Damn. Oh, you don't, you're, you're doubting me in real time. Yeah. It's are, you, a, are you doubling down on your mea culpa? I just, I just don't think I, I didn't say... All right. All right. Well, this yeah, is gonna be a big I, I need to fact check this in real time. <laughs> the director of the director of Armageddon is Michael Bay. Remember, I was trying to remember the name of the director who always yeah, you, yep. what else Bay. have you directed? Do you have that off the top of your head? No, but it's all like these big budget, ridiculous like explosions. Like I think he did all the Transformers, you know, stuff like that. God damn it, he did hit 70 home runs. Motherfucker. Okay. Told you. So and then my wife reminded me that, and this happened last night when I was talking to somebody at a party we were at, we were talking about the podcast and she, she says that I've mixed cereal since she's known me and someone else corroborated that. I don't remember the last time I've had just one cereal out of the box for our weird foods. That is kind of a weird thing to do. I actually, for dinner tonight, cause there's nothing to eat in the house. Cause my wife and daughter are away for the night. Uh, I had for dinner a uh, bowl of Golden Grands with blueberry mini frosted wheats. How was that? I, it's one of my favorites. Blueberry blueberry mini frosted wheats are lights out. Yeah, blueberry is like a very low-key under-the-radar flavor. that, And pretty much everything, like blueberry Pop-Tarts, are, the, yep. in, my, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. The pop best Pop-Tart. Yeah. yeah, frosted blueberry. Can't Blue be the dry ones. Blueberry muffins, dude. Yep. I mean, blueberry muffin slaps. That's just yep. a fact. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Right, so that's hey. it. There you yeah. go. It was pretty light on Man Culpas. Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Any, NHL in the news. Let's let's play the music there. Oh.
and I got to remember to do the click and see this is all new. We're on, uh, we're on the floor. All right. That was one one step back for five steps forward. Let's do this. There you go. We're still ahead. Winnipeg. Last week, they unveiled a Dale Howard truck statue, uh, which will be at True North Square's plaza in front of the Winnipeg rink. The great statue shows Howard truck pushing the puck up the ice. He passed away in 2020 at the age of 57 from stomach cancer. Um, it seems like each year a legend kind of passes away, right? And then you hear a little well, bit about was, him. He was only 57. Yeah, so. but I, I was going to say, like, I feel like we heard a ton of stories about this guy. Like this guy was like super, super influential. It wasn't just like yep. everybody's like, Oh, thoughts and prayers. It was like thoughts and prayers. Also, this guy meant a ton to me and my family. So it was yeah, a lot of people spoke at the ceremony. Shifley, uh, who I guess was very close with him, um, had a nice speech where he said like every day when I go to the rink, when I stop at that light or the stop sign, I'll be able to look over and see him. And in my head, I'll hear him yelling at me to get back on D, yeah. which I thought was great. You yeah. know, it's a great um, statue. It's a really good statue. Are you are you a statue guy? Definitely, probably. Right? Uh, I like statues as long as it's like you have. To, I mean, it's worthy. Like Dale Howardchuk, sure. Bob Yor one out in front of um, the Boston Garden, sure. Michael Jordan, yes. Dustin Brown. Well, we talked about this. Dustin Brown. If it's Dustin Brown on his own, then that's a little iffy. Yeah. But if the plan is to have Dustin Brown, Drew Doughty. Kopitar and quick all together eventually, then I can see it. Okay. That's so like a four horsemen type of thing. You think that they earn that more or if the Chicago Blackhawks did the same thing, but with Kane Taves, Keith and Seabrook, Seabrook and Crawford. Well, like, it depends on what happens. Like Crawford, all those guys for the Kings, it looks like they're all going to finish out their careers with the Kings. Right. Crawford left on bad terms. Keith. I don't know if it was bad terms and the way they're going Taves does not seem happy in Chicago. Well, you, you could also do a Sid Latang and Malkin, uh, Malkin statue yep. over in Pittsburgh. Yep, agreed. So, I don't know. Uh, New York Islanders, finally some good news for those guys. They re-signed Matt Barzell to his extension. Eight years, $73.2 million. This is 9.15. This is why Rangers Twitter is the worst Twitter ever, because they were, like, chirping the Islanders for this. And, like, That's I a great deal. Mika Zibanejad's making 8.5. Like, we obviously all love Mika. Matt Barzell is like one of the most dynamic players in the entire. Family. I think this is a deal for the. Yeah, Islanders. I don't think that he like has ever played with anybody like good enough. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine no. him on the line with like, I don't know, you you switch him and Taylor Hall or some shit, and he's on I'll the Bruins imagine. and he's fucking. Could have happened in 2015. The Bruins had three chances at him. Like he, uh, I remember growing up as a kid. Everybody had a power play breakout, and whatever team had Scott Gomez, their power play breakout was Scott Gomez goes behind the net, picks up the puck, and he gets it in the zone. Barzell is the same kind of player, dude. Like, yep. and you watch Islanders a lot of times. The D just kind of hang out till he gets on the ice. He gets the puck. He goes up ice. So, well, do you remember uh, we talked about we talked about this during uh, a few podcasts ago when we were talking about Barzell possibly signing, and for all reports and everything, he loves it there, and I think that this deal proves that he loves it there. See, I think this deal proves to me that you know. Well, I don't know why you'd want to be on the island for eight years, but but you also got to think about this. Even with the eighth years, I think he's maybe twenty three. Oh no, he's still super young. But so he'll get young. another. He'll get another contract after this. I think he's looking to be a legend in Long Island. No, that'd I be, agree. I think that's the only thing that I could be like, okay, I kind of get that because I mean, no, actually, 
complete offense to Long Island. Like, why would anybody want to live there for eight years when there's like bigger markets and like just in terms of Stanley Cup? You guys missed a cup last year. Yeah. And, and who's the last like big name the Islanders have had besides Barzell? Like in terms of just like just being an elite, like holy shit, offensive guy. Like Mike Boss. <laughs> oh, Tavares didn't didn't it didn't end well. Yeah. Um, Seattle, they unveiled their new mascot, Bowie. He's a nephew of Fremont Troll, the iconic Seattle sculpture that inspired his creation. The mascot was introduced during a preseason game versus Canucks when Bowie rappelled down from the Climate Pledge Arena's rafters. The six-feet-tall blue furry mascot. If this couldn't be any more 2022, if it drops. This is straight out of the press release. <laughs> Features blue fur to match the team's colors, hairs that is a nod to hockey hair, while also playing homage to... Uh, the long hair fam- famously associated with Squash, the longtime mascot of the Seattle Supersonics. So they kind of tied everything in together. Yep. Uh, the tentacle that dangles from the ears away to letting fans know that he had a run-in with a Kraken while his earring is the same anchor used as a team shoulder patch. This now leaves New York Rangers as the only NHL team without a mascot. It's because we're, we're, we're you know, we're the bad. What boys. would you even do for a mascot for the Rangers? Like Natural Liberty? Uh, yeah, dude. And I, I don't think anybody wants to see that. No, no. Uh, I actually, I, I know in our group chat with the bloggers and stuff, there was a lot of people up in arms over this, like very upset. And it's not for, if you're over 12 and you care about the mascot, then you need to check your, where you at in life and yeah, the so. decisions that made you to that point. It's yeah. I thought it was kind of funny because I interviewed the one kid and they're like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I guess good for Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Calgary. We're going to talk about them for a minute. Uh, they signed Mackenzie Weger, eight years, 50 mil at 6.25 AAV. After he signed, he said, I signed here because I believe in this team. We have a winning team, a winning coach, and a winning culture here. All right, stop it's- for a second. Stop. Because do you remember when you were chirping A.J. Greer when he was saying, oh, when I grew up in Montreal, I loved Lucic, and yeah. you were like, you don't need to say that, bud. This is the same thing. Weger's doing the same no, thing. No, it's not the same thing because there's, the no Bru- thing. there's no Bruins fans in Montreal. He lied. It's the exact everybody. same fucking thing. Mackenzie Weger's talking about, I believe in this team. We have a winning team, a winning coach, and a winning culture. Bro, you haven't played. He's saying that because he – He's saying that to – he's, he's At least he's not to the be like, hey, I want to be like Lucic. He's pandering to the fans. Maybe the only way he would have pandered more if he was like, my game is a cross between Lanny McDonald and Jerome McGinley. Yeah. That's the only way he would have pandered more. I mean, I guess. They all I mean, do it. I, I'm more about this than I was, AJ, AJ Greer, telling uh, me that he wants I'm to be sticking up for my boy, And AJ he's Greer. a Bruins fan, and he lives in Montreal. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, also, Michael Buble roasted Johnny Gaudreau at a concert. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, I don't want to play where it's hard. I don't want to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, the singer also took some shots at the Saddle Dome, jokingly saying that they all the proceeds from the concert should go into installing better AC at the arena. The Vancouver native never named Gaudreau by name, but it was clearly inferred. Uh, I think that's great. I think it's yeah. funny. He's playing to the crowd. I, I The coach said the other day that uh, Calgary's never had anybody that could pass the puck the way Huberdeau does. I don't know if you saw that. Too. So, yeah. like, Actually, I just signed an extension, too. The, the Calgary Flames essentially are a very toxic ex-girlfriend that is just like looking to get into the media. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's fair. That's yeah. a fair, that's a fair one. Yeah, I like that. Um hockey Quebec. Speaking of they, toxic. Yeah, they lost all confidence in hockey Canada and will not transfer funds to the national organization. Typically, a portion of the registration fees are handed over at the national program. I, I mean, there's two ways I looked at this. One is they're making a stand and they're like, hey, listen. 
Hockey Canada, you guys have been screwing up at every step of the way, so we're holding back our fees. The other way is Hockey Quebec was opportunistic, and we're like, fuck those guys. This is the perfect time to hold all our money. Either way, who cares, right? I mean, I, I don't know enough about Canada's like history, but isn't Quebec the one that like doesn't really want to be a part of Canada? I believe so. That's so, a Jenkins question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something to think about. Uh, Yarmir Yager may be getting close to the end and speaking to the Czech news agency about possibly retiring, citing a lack of motivation to turn to the ice. It's certainly not close, not at all. To be honest, I don't even feel like it. Only if the Winter Classic, which I promised was still to be had, held, I would probably have to force myself to play. Otherwise, it doesn't pull me back at all. Quite the run, though. <sighs> mm-hmm. If he end does hang era. him up. Legend of status. End of an era. I hope he comes to the Winter Classic because it's Pittsburgh and Boston, two teams he played for. Here we go. All right. No, it'd be it'd be cool to see him. There. I mean, he should he'd wear a Pittsburgh jersey, I think. Here's I one for you. Him. Here's one for you. Go ahead. Other than the Penguins, all yep. right. Wipe the Penguins out. Right. What team is Yarmir Yager remembered most by? For who do he play for? You mean? Yeah. Rangers, in my mind. Yeah, I thought about that the other day, and I don't think like he has enough. Like people don't talk about it enough how much he changed the Rangers. Like was the Rangers where he started doing the salute? Wasn't that the Rangers? No, that that was back when he was in Pittsburgh. Oh, he did that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. he. Um, in my mind's eye, I see him doing that in a Rangers jersey. I mean, obviously having Hank there was big, but I mean, dude, he was Yager, uh, Nylander, Straka was like the number one. Oh, yeah. like, they were so good. Um, and then lastly, think uh, the Dallas Stars signed Jason Robertson four years, seven point seven five a year. Uh, that's a nice bridge deal. Not so. Yeah. (laughs) You're telling me, man, he just got paid. Uh, they needed to do it though. I heard Buffalo was kind of looking at that. Yeah. Um, Buffalo was coming hard and heavy at him, I guess. But yeah. So that's kind of what we have NHL news wise. It was Uh, a nice light week for NHL in the news to allow us to do the preview. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot to talk about with the preview. Mm. Let's just, uh, let's dump and change it. Oh, all right. Remember this thing right now, Brownie, take it away. The first story is insane. So dump and change. So these two fishing guys, uh, Chase Kaminsky and Jack Runyon, all-time scummers. I mean, these guys are competitive fishermen. It's salt, uh, freshwater, sorry, freshwater, like the Bass Masters and all this stuff. They've won hundreds of thousands of dollars, number of boats. Uh, like they win boats at these tourneys. Mm-hmm. And the I saw somewhere where it's over the million uh, mark for each of them in terms of total prizes, like multi-millions. And they got caught at a recent tournament uh, stuffing fillets from fish that they caught and lead weights down the gullet of fish that they were weighing in. And they had to have the cops there because all the I mean, dude, if I and this is not. Yeah, they might go to jail for fraud. Well, they should. But this isn't like you and me out on a canoe ripping beers and smoking weed fishing. These are people that do this for a living and they're serious. It's not like they don't talk. They don't play music. It's all about, this is their job. And uh, these guys literally took money out of their pockets and they had to give them, they had to leave. And the crowd that was surrounding them when they were leaving the parking lot was uh, up in arms, rightfully so. Oh yeah. they're out there filleting fish and jamming it in there. You yeah. know, get the weight. They've been accused of cheating for a while. Yeah. Uh, my buddy sent me this video, a little, like kind of right before it went viral, because like him and I fish and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, Those guys are lucky they didn't get their ass kicked. Truly, that's why the cops jumped in. I think got yeah. involved. So um, yeah, so there was they that been one. Accused of cheating for a while, and they finally got caught. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, this is up by you, I think. Scott Andrews, I think is how you say his name, of Williamsville, New York. Is that near you? I kind of oh, he broke the pumpkin record at the Great Pumpkin Farm in Clarenceville, New York. The giant pumpkin broke state, national, and North American records, tipping the scales at 2,554 pounds. So that's that four, is, four hours for me. That's a big right. pumpkin. It it needs a um uh, uh like a backhoe to lift it up with like toe straps. I think what's a ton? Two thousand pounds? Is that a ton? I want to say yes. Yeah. So it's more than a ton. That's that's insane. Now, if an ant was that big, we'd have major problems. <laughs> I was thinking of some way when I was doing this. I was thinking of some way to be like, would you rather face 25,000, uh, 25, 2.5 million ants or an, or a pumpkin at 2,500 pounds that came to life? <laughs> I mean, with a pumpkin, you just have to take him outside in the cold and he'd be, you know, he'd be all done. Just run in circles. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, so this guy, Angels pitcher Shohei. Otani, I think, nailed, is, nailed, right? nailed, nailed, thank nailed. you. Becomes the first player ever to qualify for postseason awards and honors as a pitcher and a hitter in the same season. How is this guy not the MVP if he does everything? Because Aaron Judge hit sixty-two home runs. Aaron Judge just plays first base, right? Or he the outfield? Played, he he play? plays outfield, and he lost the triple crown by like, I think he batted three twelve, and the guy above him batted three sixteen. I mean, what he's doing certainly impressive. I think if Aaron Judge ended with sixty or fifty-nine home runs, probably Otani. But like, yeah, okay. I don't know. Uh, and this last thing, this was brought to my attention last weekend, dude. This is insane. Uh, it's so unsettling to look at. So there's this place called McCamey Manor in Summertown, Tennessee. Although some videos, it looks like they might have moved to San Diego. Uh, San Diego. They offer twenty thousand dollars if you finish the eight-hour haunted house. The only entry fee is you have to bring bags, of, uh, like cans of dog food for his rescue dogs and pass a drug test. Uh, there's like a 40 page waiver, dude. This is insane. They tie you up. They shave, they, they they punch you. I mean, they don't, I don't think they like can really maim you, but they, they mess with you pretty harshly. And like, there's, they show them the, the, it's so unsettling, like waterboard people and people volunteer for this. At first, when I heard about this, I was like, I could do this. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I could do this because I just laugh. I'd be like, dude, it's not real. But then I started watching some of the videos. It's it's hardcore, man. It's like an it's SM. Like, it's be if you're gonna win twenty thousand dollars. Eight hours for twenty thousand. That's what I was doing the math. I'm like, how much is that an hour? You how know, big so is the fucking house. Huh? How big is the house? I don't know, but they it's like they keep you trapped in like a bathtub and handcuffed, and they do all kind look it up, look it up on YouTube. It's insane. It's fucking creepy, dude. So, so there you go. That's it. Dump and change. That was easy. Quick stuff for the season preview. All right, cool. So now we're going to get into our NHL season preview. Uh, we're going to break down each conference, all the teams, kind of go over our predictions, <coughs> so on and so forth. We had our blogger send us a little tidbits about each team. So let's kind of hop into a central division. This came from Chad. He is our Nashville Predators guy. Expectations going into a season haven't been this high for Nashville since coming off their President's Trophy season in 2019. They made several key moves in the offseason, including Nino Niederreiter, who's already had three goals for the first two games. Resigning Philip Forsberg, the franchise's all-time leading goal scorer, was a must. The Predators have a formidable top two lines go with quality and young depth, and you can't forget about UC Soros, top three goal in this league, who's a popular pick to win his first Vezina Trophy in 2023. When you factor all this in on paper, there's no reason to think the Preds can't at least finish in the top three in the Central, with only uh, one clear team better than them in the division being Colorado. His prediction, the Predators finished third when their first playoff series since 2018. 
So Predators are an interesting team, dude. Predators are just that team that whenever you go to play them, it's like, fuck, I got to play the Predators. Like, they're going to finish their checks. They're going to be annoying as fuck to play against. Um, I lived in Nashville. I got to watch their team a little bit last year. They're, I mean, it's a fun ring to go to. Um, well, the thing I, he didn't mention, the biggest thing to me he didn't mention at all is Ryan McDonough. Yeah, that's an, that's also a guy who knows how to lead, who knows how to win. And the other thing about the Predators is, aren't they all like, like six three, two twenty? Like, aren't they they're huge? Heavy teams. They're <laughs> yeah. not not necessarily physical, but they're big kid, big guys. You know, yeah, they're they're definitely a heavy team to play against. Um, I have them making the playoffs. Do you have them making the playoffs? Oh, we're doing that as we go. Uh, I don't know what what were you thinking. You want to just wrap it up at the end? Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on, Arizona Coyotes. This is for that's our, called a that's called a teaser. <laughs> love that. Uh, Coyotes from our guy John. Coyotes may lack talent at the moment, but they do not lack size. They have uh, some big boys on the team: Josh Brown, Zach Cassian, Nick Bukestad, Lawson Kraus, and Nick Ritchie. Expect this team to play with a lot of grit and physicality. As a result, don't be surprised if the Coyotes pull some unexpected wins, as their grit and physicality may throw other teams off their games. Clayton Keller's poised for another big season. He'll be relied on, upon heavily for their offense. God, he picked the one dude with a weird name. Carol Vegmelka is looking sure. to prove that he is a number one goalie after signing a three-year $8.175 million contract. Other players look out uh, include Troy Stretcher, uh, had a good start to his career in Vancouver, couldn't find a place in Detroit, looking for a bounce back. Connor Timmons and Shane Gossespierre are two other defensemen players who are looking to take a big step forward, especially given the Jacob uh, Chitrin uncertainty. So you and I talked about this off offline the other day. Remember we were talking about this? Yeah. I think what Arizona's trying to do, obviously they're in it for Bedard, as some other teams are, right? But you can't, in today's NHL, you you get, I think there's some kind of penalty if you, like, like really just tank, you yeah. know? Um, but they're in, playing at ASU, which I believe is a smaller sheet, right? Isn't it a smaller surface? I don't think so. Oh, I thought it was. I thought I read it was smaller. Whatever. Maybe. But, their whole thing is they know it's going to be a gong show. They are just going to load up on physical players that are going to cave your face in and hopefully get some excitement in the building. And yeah. that's that seems like that's the plan. And uh, Clayton Keller, I have him later on in one of my three stars as one of my predictions. I think he, this is he's going to light it up this year. He's going to um, play. He's he's their whole team. He's going to play in every situation. I'm looking forward to them playing Anaheim. I think that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going Did on John there. write that? Did John write that blog? Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't looked at it, go on our website, check out John's blog about Arizona and Anaheim rivalry. That's a tough yeah. one. I can never say that. Rivalry. It's a weird, it's a, it's a weird yeah. word. Yeah. I always mess it up. Um, Chicago, if you guys are listening and you're a Chicago Blackhawk fan, we're looking for a blogger, but – uh, full tank mode. They shipped out to Brinkett, Kirby Doc, Calvin DeHaan. They added Jack Johnson, Colin Blackwell, and Max Domi. Can I say right now, is Max Domi the most overrated player in the NHL? Uh, yeah, probably. Nah, I'd have to think about it. He's definitely up there. It's because he was I, I, junior. Everybody he, him, he, he signed, I don't remember the exact numbers, but he signed for, I think, one year for the entire contract of Curtis Lazar. I think Curtis Lazar signed a three-year deal that was equal to Max Domi's one year. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I would take Curtis Lazar first over him every time. Domi had a sick junior career, had a good first couple of years, and then just kind he of – He had one good playoff. Round. Yeah. yeah. A one good playoff game. Um, Chicago, full tank mode probably, depending on where you the Rangers are. <coughs> I know yeah. Rangers Twitter doesn't want Patrick Kane to go to Chicago, but if the Rangers get a chance to get him, fucking get Patrick Kane. 
Um, Actually, I did hear something. They were saying that if if Kane left there, he's probably going to end up in Buffalo to end his career, but they were thinking that New York would be a good fit. I think it was 32 thoughts. Um, Colorado, they re-upped our Terry Lekkinen, Andrew Cogliano, Josh Manson. They uh, got Evan Rodriguez and Alex Georgiev. They lost Darcy Kemper, uh, Kadri, Berkowski, and Jack Johnson. Um, you can go first. I know what you're going to say, so I won't even touch the goalie part of it. But I just think they're they're loaded. And uh, who was it? Um, Landeskog at the last year at the end, remember? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you replicate this? He's like, go out and get yourself a Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is still there. He's not slowing down. Hopefully, Eric Johnson's finally sobered up. So he'll be ready to go. And as long as Landeskog, his injury doesn't linger too long, I think they're going to be fine. I don't see an issue. I don't see much of a fall off unless – go ahead. I think this Georgiev thing is going to be bad. <laughs> and I don't think yeah. people realize it. He had a brutal preseason. Yeah, he didn't they have to find like a 765 save percentage or something? He's very not good. Like, so a lot of people are like, oh, it's just preseason. No, like that's the goalie that you're going to have. Um, he was terrible. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking about when they signed him to that, but you better hope Francois can fucking log some minutes because otherwise it's going to – I don't care who's in front of you. If, if you're shooting pucks into an empty net, you're shooting pucks into a fucking empty net. So I will see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Dallas, Fink. Our boy Dallas Fink. Stars may surprise a few people this season with the addition of Mason Marchment. That's a fucking good call out by him. I forgot that he went to Dallas. He's a hell of a yeah, player. I like him. Yeah. Marchment on the team allows Jamie Benn to focus more on working in the new system with head coach Pete DeBoer. I don't like Pete DeBoer. Uh, unless having to be the instigator in most situations, Ben will step, uh, will still step up to the call, but Marchman isn't afraid to throw the body, scrap it up with the addition of a more offense, heavy coach, Pete DeBoer looking, look for the stars to create more scoring chances than a recent memory with their, most of their core intact from last year. Robertson's returning, uh, was the final piece needed to be placed. And with rope, a hints heading into a contract year, the stars will definitely be a more exciting club than it meets in memory and a tough division. Look for the stars to land in the playoffs, likely the wild card spot, uh, and then push beyond the first round with another stellar showing from goalie Jay Gonder, possibly even leading to the Western Conference Finals if the team goes on a streak late. I was uh, with him until the last sentence. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the stars making the playoffs. I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, Marshman, yeah, they're fun, okay. like I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're they're not a not fun team to watch. Like they, they no, have they, a lot they of, brought in they brought in uh, Colin Miller to take uh, some of the sting of Klinberg, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you're relying a lot on Ottinger, but the biggest question mark for them is if Ben and Sagan can can capture a little bit of that magic, you know? And, yeah. I mean, the hands are still there. It's just the bodies are failing, you know? Yeah, the- it seems like Sagan gets, like, seriously hurt every year. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Rope Hands, hell of a player. Mir Haston, hell of a player. No, I think they're going to be a fun team, for sure. I bet Nils Lundqvist has to be traded by the deadline. <laughs> and Pete DeBoer is going to have him go, go, go. I mean, it's an up-tempo style is what he does. Are you looking ahead? Yeah, yeah. So everyone, listen, get comfortable, open a drink, have a snack, because here's Richie's Minnesota breakdown, which I thought was a phone book when I first saw it, but here it is. All right. So he's got to start with the flower. Mark andre Fleury is back and goal on a two-year extension uh, and will be the undisputed number one uh, with Cam Talbot going to off uh, Ottawa. The biggest goalie bait now becomes if Philip Gustafson or the highly touted Jesper Wallstad will be the second spot. Really, it's just uh, Gustafson's spot to lose. Both are good young goalies, but I think it'll depend on who has a hot hand, particularly if Fleury happened to go out with an injury. After the inevitable trade of Kevin Fiala over the offseason due to the salary cap hell that the Wild will be in because of the Prezi Suter buyout, 
while they're looking for players to complement the studs of Kirill uh, Thrill, Kaprizov, Matsu Gurela, Ryan Hartman, and Joel Erickson Eck, who he might be one of the more underrated players in the league, that Erickson Eck kid. Yeah, Erickson Eck. I think, I think the, the book's out on him now. I don't think he's as underrated as he once was, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Um, they will rely on this group of young guns. Uh, Matt Boldy and Brandon Duheim had solid seasons last year. We looked upon to provide some offense. Connor Duar will see his ice team increased, as will Boldy and Duheim. Veterans like Marcus Foligno, Jordan Greenway, Frederick Gaudreau will also be asked to take some pressure off the top line guys. He went through the whole roster. Yeah, aside from Nick Delore moving to Philly this year, the rest of the wild defense is unchanged from last season. Uh, Domba, Spurgeon, Brodine are the top 3D with Golagoski, Middleton, and Merrill. Solid group and one that will need uh, to help shut down teams like Colorado St. Louis. He loves Bill Guerin as a GM and head coach Dean Evison. Both guys don't put up with any bullshit, and they'll tell you that. They aren't going to accept any excuses or laziness from their players that we've seen in the past. Cough, Zach Preezy, cough. Last season, much was said about the wild depth and how they helped them through rough stretches. Uh, as with every team, staying healthy will be key to success. The effectiveness of special teams is an area that will need to improve on. One of their major deficiencies last year was not being able to clear the puck on the PK, uh, turning over in the D zone, giving up an odd man goal. They need to fix that, and the coach knows it. The Wild have looked good in preseason this year, and hopefully they can find a good balance with a young stardom and pair with the veteran leadership to contend for Lord Stanley's Cup. Um, so that was they, a lot. That was a lot. But it was an in-depth, and that's what we asked them for, right? That's what um, we asked them for. I think I think our listeners probably have a way better outlook on the Wild now than they did. Yeah, for sure. I will say this about that whole thing. One of my favorite players in the NHL right now, watching him play, is Matt Dumba. I love the way he plays. Yeah. Hard hitting, he'll he'll tag you if, if oh, you yeah. and I feel like he's got that um like a little bit of a rover, like he floats and he lines up those six. He does it like Truba does, but just not as big as impact. Do you know how Truba kind of lurks a little bit? You know, like yeah. a cornerback almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't we'll, we'll talk playoffs. I think Minnesota is one of the coolest places to play when I think Minnesota's on the come up for sure. Yeah, they're heading trending in the right direction. Seth Williams says that we're killing it. So that's good stuff. Thanks, Seth. Oh, my boy, Seth. Hey, buddy. Um, St. Louis per Preston. Jordan Kyra scores 100 points on the season. Colin Prake will have a breakout year setting career highs in multiple categories. Look for Scott Paranovich to come back in the spring once that shoulder is ready to go. Finally, Bennington will bounce back from the shitty season he had last year. The Blues should make the playoffs, but according to moneypock.com, the Devils have a better odds at winning the Cup, so watch out for the New Jersey Listen, Cup. if there's ever a write-up that's more pressed than the net, I don't know what it is. Yeah. He's on, he can't just go positive. He's yeah. got to find the slight yeah. if someone did him. I just hope, Preston, if you're listening, I hope you've worked it out with that girl who stole your wagon down the street. <laughs> I don't uh, know what that's about. I think uh, – I, th- I don't know. I like the Blues. I think they're they're hard again. Another hard team to play against. Um, I mean, every time they're in the playoffs, their series are fun to watch. So they're never not like, oh, the Blues are on. They're always it's like a tough game that's going on. So David Perron leaving is going to hurt them big time. And they're they're questionable in the back end, in my opinion, on uh, defense and goalie. I think Bennington's a, a head case still. And then lastly, Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they added a new head coach, Rick Bonus. Uh, <coughs> loss of leadership with the Blake Wheeler taking the C away. A lot of question marks going on in, in Winnipeg right now. I it's just, pretty much the same team that finished sixth last year. So, yeah. Um, do we want to do our predictions for this division right now or just do them all at the end? 
I think we do them all at the end because um, I got to keep track of them for for Kenton to do the graphics. So okay, cool. Make it easy on your boy Brownie here. All right. Uh, Pacific Division time. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks. They added Ryan Strome, Frankie Vitrano, John Klingberg, and Dmitry Kulikov. They lost their captain Ryan Getzlav, Hampus Lindholm, and Josh Manson. Um, I didn't realize the. I didn't. I remembered Strome and Vitrano, but I forgot about Klingberg and Kulikov. Yeah, no, I I, mean, I think Anaheim's going to be a fun team to watch. I really do. I think they're going to be fun, but I don't have them sniffing the playoffs. They're, they're just too young. I think in a couple of years, get a couple more prospects in there. Uh, I like the way Jamie Drysdale plays. I think he's yeah. a fucking sick player. I remember him yep. playing World Junior. He was kind of the guy to watch. Let's see if Zegris takes another step. He's now on the NHL cover, so who knows? There's no Detroit jinx Terry. I, I heard someone – I saw someone talking about that. Yeah, there's no jinx for him. <laughs> I can't wait to, to watch them play uh, Arizona. That'll Arizona, be, yeah. I'm going to have that look it out. Uh, Calgary per Jenkins. Congratulations oh, to Jenkins. Shout out. Shout Jenkins out and his fiance Lindsay. Yep, attaboy. Uh, Tree Living stared death in the face and turned a walkway into, into star planning to leave at the end of the year to a top-tier forward. A huge jump on the blue line and sniped Kadri at the 11th hour. From looking like a rebuild to being the preseason favorites to take the Pacific, he wanted to seal GM of the year before game one. Kadri signing long-term. High price tag deal is not undeserved, but it's a big question mark, though. He is coming off of a highly productive playoff performance. It'll be very interesting to see if he maintains that value that earned him the contract. Markstrom is obviously one of the pillars on the team. He started last season with an otherworldly amassing amount of shutouts, uh, but he often softened up towards the end of the year, and I think that had to do with the amount of games he played. Uh, if Sutter wants him fresh and is mostly formed from playoffs, it will be worth exploring giving uh, Vlader more regular starts to keep Markstrom in top form. So I agree with pretty much everything Jenk said, um, and I think it's telling that Vladar, I think, started the majority of the preseason games and got the most looks early. Yeah, I think Sutter's aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tree Living, hundred percent. I don't even. I'm, I don't know what could happen to lose him GM of the year at uh, this point. If they finish last. But it, you can't blame the GM for he saved that team. Yeah, but if they finish last and like the guys that they got don't produce, oh, if the guys, yeah, I guess you can make that argument. Yeah, um, yeah, but <clears throat> I think he nailed it. I mean, that guy did everything that he could. What talk about a roller coaster of emotions being a Calgary for fan. a Calgary fan? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude, I would have been jumping off that ship yeah. so quick, and then oh like God, pick yeah. me up, pick me up. You would have been, you would have been. Uh, <laughs> that would have been like, hey, so forget my blog from last week. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, our boy Henry in Edmonton, uh, because they didn't add many skaters in the offseason, a success, a successful Oilers season will be predicated entirely on improvement from some of the younger players. Ryan McLeod, Jesse Pugliarvi are the two big ones to watch. McLeod, who could very well see himself as a third-line center this year as elite speed and was a force defensively last year, but he hasn't flourished offensively. If his offensive production could increase, he would have potential to be a huge part of a deep playoff run. Pugliarvi is similarly fantastic defensively, but will likely have more of a chance to prove offensively playing with McDavid. He's a great play driver, should be a legit uh, threat for the Selkie if he reaches his potential. Getting Jack Campbell is a huge addition, mainly because he isn't Mike Smith. If he can be just above average, the Oilers are already in a better position than they were last year. There's still an also gap between the Oilers and the other teams in the, uh, like the Avalanche, but in a relatively weak Pacific division, they should still have a shot at making a deep playoff run. Would I put money on them winning the cup? Absolutely not. Could they though? With 97 and 29, anything is possible. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. They're, they're one of my predictions later on when we get into it. Uh, and they got Kane coming back. He's comfy, loving it there. Kane's going to be shit, great. Dude. Yeah. If he stays out of the shit, like I think he that'll be, we'll see. Him and Cadre's Cadre's gonna get right under his skin. That but the biggest part of this is Jack Campbell's better than Mike Smith. 
Yeah, that's that's also a huge part. And also another huge part is I just kind of put two and two together, and the battle of Alberta is certainly right the fuck back on, which is oh yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah, that's sure. cool to see. Yeah. Um, the Kings by Devin. He's predicting the Kings will finish third in the Pacific with a little over 100 points. Last season, the expectations were they were playing competitive games in April, and they far far surpassed that in the playoffs. He'd love another great fight. Uh, he doesn't predict and will not be disappointed in the slightest if the Kings don't pass the second round of the playoffs. Look out for Arthur Kaliev, uh, Velarde, Brant Clark, Quentin Byfield as uh, breakout candidates. Goes out saying, be, uh, make sure you watch Kevin Fiala, Jersey, Dowdy, Kepi, and that entire second line of more Arvidsson and Deneau. If you want to watch pure skill do its thing. They I think he's talking about that here. line specifically with the skill. Yeah. But I think Quentin Byfield is your third line center and Fiala coming over. Yeah. I like the Kings this year. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, and, I didn't really like them last year. They surprised the fuck out of me. Like they're that was they're without Doughty too. Yeah, we'll and talk that, about that more in the predictions. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seattle, they added Andre Berkowski, Oliver Bjorkstrand, and Shane Wright. I hope Shane Wright fucking tears it up, dude. I, I think this this could this draft could not have worked out better for Seattle that he fell to them at four. Oh yeah, they were like, wait, what? <laughs> right and you it's like they're looking around like did someone pick him already you know what yeah. i mean yeah that's he's that's a home run for them yeah. and especially a new franchise to have a bona fide stud centerpiece that you can build around for the next 15 years is how they're looking at this and guy. they had maddie veneers too and that kid's fucking good that kid's really good center out of Mich i think michigan uh played for the u.s development program head on the for that guy um Vancouver, our boy Ben. Huge season for the Canucks. Two players to watch, Thatcher Demko and Elias Pettersson. Demko will need another big season to help cover some of the Canucks' defensive weaknesses. With Marin as his backup, he should get more rest and have less bad starts. Pettersson is capable of having a big year. He looked amazing through the preseason. If he can transition that into a hot start of the regular season, the Canucks have a real chance. A key addition for the Canucks is your boy, Curtis Lazar. Yep. If he can be well on the PK and put up good offensive numbers, he can be one of the most important players in the Vancouver this season. Keep your eye on Brock Besser. He underwent hand surgery, but uh, said this will be the year he scores 30 goals. If he can stay healthy and starts off strong, this could happen. Also keep an eye on Bruce Boudreau. If the Canucks have a rough start to the season, he may sadly be asked to leave. They love uh, him. I don't see them. I see them playing their hearts out for him. I really yeah. do. Uh, I, think, I think my biggest takeaway is I also think Curtis Lazar – is a big pickup, but if Curtis Lazar is what did he say? Um, one of the most important players in Vancouver this season, there's You're not in trouble, not you make the playoffs. Curtis Lazar, I thought they, I would have liked when he was in Boston for them to give him a go on the first line when they were juggling things around just to see him out there banging bodies and creating some space for Marchand and uh Bergeron. They never did, I think they might have done a little bit, but third line winger. First unit PK. I'd even try him in front of the uh, in front of the crease on the power play. You know, I mean, what do you got to lose? The problem with Vancouver is once you get beyond, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Quinn there? Uh, no, not Quinn Hughes. Yeah, Quinn Hughes. Hughes right. Once you get beyond him, the defensive depth falls off. Yeah. So that's their issue. They have JT Miller signed, which is good. Yeah, yeah, JT Miller. You can put <coughs> rumors to bed about him going everywhere for the next five years. Yeah, and then in five years from now, we'll see the same thing. That guy has not been uh, – yeah. yeah. Uh, Vegas, they added Phil Kessel and new head coach Bruce Cassidy. They lost Robin Leonard. He's out for the year with a hip thing. Vegas, look, as great as they're going to be with Eichel there playing a whole year. They got Stone <laughs> coming back. He'll be 100%. Who's your goalie? They, I mean, talk about fumble fucking uh, uh, opportunity 
with one of the most beloved goalies by his teammates in the NHL. Yeah, you know? I think uh, I we're going to talk about predictions later, but I I like Vegas. Yeah, still. I, Name me their goalie. I, the go- I don't know their goalie, but I like, <laughs> I like the fact. I, I think Eichel. I just, dude, I put. I think Mark Stone's probably one of the more underrated players in the whole fucking league. Yeah, like, yeah. Mark Stone's that. a beast, and but it doesn't matter. It's like you said about Colorado. If it's an empty net, it's an empty net. I'd rather have whoever fucking Vegas's goalie is, who I don't even know his name, yeah, than fucking Colorado's. All right, go ahead. You're on your um, Sharks. This is our boy Diener. Love this guy, young blood. Uh, with the hiring of new GM Mike Greer, as well as new head coach David Quinn, it officially marks a new era of Sharks hockey. After three years in a row missing the playoffs, San Jose will be looking to be at least be competitive in the Pacific Division. After finishing last season at 30th in the NHL and scoring 2.57 goals a game. Nice little stat, Diener had a boy. Yep. Uh, the Sharks made the additions of Lou Cunnan, uh, Nico Sturm, Oscar Lindblom, and Steven Lorenz. The forward position try to help them put the puck into that at a more sufficient rate. Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, both coming off 30-goal seasons, will be expected to continue to produce offense. At that level, if the Sharks have any shot of returning to a cup playoffs, look for rookies William Eklund and Thomas Bordelo to get an opportunity at breaking into the Sharks' top nine this season. Both have had small stints at the NHL level. If they can prove they can contribute consistently, we could be seeing them as regulars in the lineup sooner rather than later. That's, that's a, a great breakdown, dude. That's like, an awesome breakdown. Yeah. It is fantastic. But let me ask you this. He's relying on in, – in Dean's assessment, he's relying on a lot of young players to succeed, yeah? Yeah, they're not there yet, but I don't see anywhere here. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. He's talking about young guys. What in David Quinn's history oh, yeah, shows you that he can develop young guys? Absolutely nothing, which is right. – Yeah. That's, as great as everything is, the fact that Quinn's the head coach, I don't see it. You know, now that you said that, like when I – I like the whole official new era of Sharks hockey, but I didn't look into yeah. what that new era is. <laughs> well, so if, the, if the new era is much here <laughs> and the way he plays and the way he looks at things, great. If the new era is Dave Quinn and the way he looks at things and the way he coaches, not so good. Fair enough. All right, Eastern Conference time. We're going to start off with your Bruins. Take it away, Brownie. Oh, it's pretty simple for me. I mean, the trick will be to stay within reach while Marshawn and McAvoy are out. Right, they need if they're back by U.S. Thanksgiving and they're playing a full tilt, then I think they're good. Uh, the new players so far have seemed to fit in seamlessly, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with players being waived and who will come up from Providence. For those that don't know, Chris Wagner, Mike Riley, and Nick Felino all were waived today. As of now, no one's picked them up, but they have 24 hours on waivers. At the time, if they don't get picked up, all three can get sent down to Providence, which means they can pull up other players. Mm-hmm. You know. So I have no I'm I'm a little listen I love Wags. I've long said I love his game, but if like you said about Curtis Lazar, if your fourth line winger is your make or break, then you have huge issues. Mm-hmm. Um Mike Riley, I think is a decent defenseman. He's a middle pair, right? Bottom bottom four with his contract which I believe is under 4 million a year. I was surprised they couldn't find a trade partner. Just maybe people are tired of hearing from Don Sweeney. And Nick Felino is way overpaid and has a 16 team no movement clause. So you're up against it with that contract. You'd have to eat a lot of it and they can't afford to right now. The yeah. biggest thing for the Bruins is that Taylor Hall is back skating. He was week to week. Grizzlick has a was back in a regular jersey. He didn't have to have the no contact jersey. Uh, it looks like the guy on the PTL, Strauman's going to make the squad with Riley going down. So they got a little bit of edge on the back end. And they just got to hold water until Marshawn comes back because the lineup, in my mind, is fucking good. 
Yeah. So I, I, as long as the, as long as Swayman is the real deal, the Bruins can make, they can be right there throughout till they get these injury guys, injured guys back. So Hal uh, texted me this like stat thing, like, you know, those like verified check marks, all the yeah. stats, the fucking charts that they put out. And it was, I don't know what stats it was according to, <clears throat> but it was how teams are going to finish this year. And this fucking stupid ass stack company had the Boston Bruins winning the president's trophy. I'll take it. Marshan and McAvoy out until Thanksgiving. So I'll take it. That means Marshan's going to be fresh. Stay. Hey, stay off the weeds, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. Buffalo Sabres. This is from PJ. The season is about establishing and building a foundation for Buffalo. There are several young players looking to take a step forward. We got first round picks, Owen Power, Dylan Cousin, and Casey Middlestat. They need to show that they can be core players for a competitive team. Jack Quinn and JJ Petterka are looking mm-hmm. to show their outstanding AHL season can transfer to the next level. But with a group this young, the hope is that the team can stay in the playoff mix until March, April, while showing that there are pieces in place to compete in two to three years. I think that's really an accurate. Good preview. A plus Peach. And PJ didn't even mention Devin Levi, who could come when the NCAA run, NCAA run is over yeah. for the Houston Huskies, even though you're not supposed to say that. But uh, did I dream this, or did Kyle Oposo get named captain? I think you might be right on that. I think I saw that as well. Shocked it wasn't Tuck. I would have thought for I would have bet all my money that Alex Tuck was going to be the next captain. I think he hasn't been there that long. I know he bought in and everything, but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right, uh, Detroit. This is for or Maz. Things he's watching. Jacob Verona scoring goals. With the Wings over the last two seasons, uh, 21 goals in 37 games played. If he can stay healthy, how much will he produce? Can you stop for a sec? So Maz was doing this, right, on his way to a a game, wasn't he, tonight? I think so. He had a beer league game, I think. Does this not read like Maz was dictating into his thing? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was just talking to himself in the car. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, Sider and Lucas Raymond with a full year on uh, in the league under the belts and new now acquisitions around them. Maybe a sophomore surge. Andrew Cop, the biggest offseason acquisition scorer. He uh, joins Larkin as an offensive go-to. One of these players that played came up in Michigan teams. Uh, so instant player to watch. I want Elmer Soderblom to make the team and will either this year or very soon. Hilariously bigger than anyone on the ice. Soft hands, concentration, and strength. So that's that's your. If there's one thing you can take to the bank is that Maz is on top of Detroit and what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he does. Um, Willie White, the Panthers set the bar last season, but winning the president's trophy, however, it'll be tough for them to repeat. They lost Hubert on Uyghur. They might not have been the devastation the fans and critics assume it to be. While he does, while he doesn't think that Kachuk will be able to match the points like Hubert did, it's essential that uh, getting them out of there will still, while they still could get a return, uh, they would need a new contract so with the mess talent made by signing Bob to a seven times 10. It would have been next to impossible to keep them. I guess they were kind of partiers. Allegedly. Yeah. If you go back and look at some of, uh, some of Willie's uh, write-ups, he goes into it a little more depth. Allegedly. Of course. Allegedly. On top of that, while Kachuk does add a grit factor, the Panthers not address the fact that they needed more meat and toughness in the lineup. Watching the preseason game against the Lightning, the size difference was astounding. The average height for the Panthers was six foot one ninety. The size will allow them to look flashy and have great season success, but again, it will disappoint the fan base when we get to the playoffs. And they can't keep up with the physical style of play. Prediction for the season: They'll battle Tampa, Boston, and Toronto, and probably finish second or third in the division. However, until they add some physicality and a Tom Wilson type player, be prepared for an early playoff exit. The thing is, it's impossible to add a Tom Wilson type player. Also, There's not a lot of Tom Wilson style players. Didn't, didn't the guy who just went to? Uh, we just talked about him. He went to Dallas. Wasn't he like a physical motherfucker, Mason Marchment? Yeah. 
he just came from Florida, right? So like you lost that. That kind of sucks. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they're 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 right. It's look, it's it's Matthew Kachuk's team, right? And he's got to set the tone, and I think he can. <laughs> he just PJ just text. Yeah, uh, um, and and they're gonna go as far as Kachuk can will them. And I, I listen, Matthew Kachuk's one of my favorite players in the NHL by far. I love the way the kid plays, but you saw what happened to Florida. But they do have some sneaky tough guys. They got Sam Bennett down there. Um, yeah. what's the other rat that they have? I forget his name. Lomberg. Yeah, yeah, and he'll drop with anybody. Adirondack Thunder. So, and they 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 have a little bit of jam. They just. You know, we'll see. They just re-upped um, – what's the other goalie? Not Bobrovsky. What's the other kid? Spencer. Spencer, yeah. They just re-upped him. If he – it's the same thing with all these young goalies. Ottinger, Swayman, Spencer. You, you know, if one of them turns into Ken Dryden, look out. Yep. Or Igor Shosturkin. Yes. Right. Um, Montreal, they added Evgeny Dadanov, Sean Monaghan, Kirby Doc, and Mike Matheson. They lost Carey Price. That's huge for them. Um. I think they're going to – I don't – again, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to have a halfway decent year. Okay. Uh, one of their players is on my predictions. I wonder if you can guess who it is. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're Montreal, man. They need They need to – I feel like they've been broken forever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when's the last time that they had, like, a super dynamic forward? Well, they, they – Patch ready. I want to call him super dynamic. Like, he scored – he goals, was. But I don't think he was, like – he was that for them. What are you gonna say, Brendan Gallagher? No, no, no. I'm not saying to anybody. Like, I right. like when's the last time they had a player like a Kovalchuk? Like when Kovalchuk was like with the Thrashers, like a fucking like electric motherfucker. When I don't Kovalchuk was with the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the. Yeah, that's not. The, <laughs> um. Yeah, but losing Carey Price obviously sucks. We'll see if Kirby Doc can do it. Nick Suzuki's got to see there. Uh, I love Marty. Got Caulfield. Yep, I love Marty St. Louis. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Um. My team to like kind of watch a little bit from like the I'm side. With I'm yeah. with you on this one. If they're on, it'll be one of those things. The Rangers are on tonight. Let's go on ESPN plus. Oh, Ottawa's playing. Yeah, we'll check that yep. out. Um, they added Claude Drew, Alex Dabrinka, and Cam Talbot. They're young. They're tough. They're fast. It they got Claude Drew is the steadying presence who can calm the team down. Right. Although he didn't do dick for what Florida wanted him for, right? Mm-hmm. So, and everybody talks about Edmonton, and everybody talks about Toronto. Like, how funny would it be if the Senators just come in and just fucking shove it down their throat? It'd be great. Like, we're Canada's team. It'd be, like, that be wild. It'd be great. Uh, Brady to Brady Kachuk might be one of the best captains in the NHL already. I don't think it. I don't think that'll happen this year. But it would be really funny because I mean, dude, when's the last time a Canadian team's won the cup? Oh, didn't we talk about this a few weeks ago? If anybody's tuning in, you want to comment on that? That would be very helpful. It's been a while, but like, fuck, yeah. dude. Like, think about how many times, how often we talked about, oh, Montreal with Carey Price, and they got Connor McDavid in Edmonton, and fucking yeah. Austin Matthews in Toronto, and it's been so many fucking years. The Maple Leafs five year plan, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And like, fuck you, we're here to play. So, That'd be great. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay, they uh, they resigned Sorelli, Surichev, and Chernak. They lost Ryan McDonough and Andre Plot. I think this is this is a lot more influential on this team than people are saying. Like, I hope so because fuck Tampa Bay. God, I hate this team. Yeah, I don't like anything about them. Not a single fucking thing. They've been so good for so fucking long, dude. Like, if you think about it, the Lightning have been like a top four team for how long? Seven years. Yeah, like. Everybody talks about you know the Penguins back when they were sick and the Blackhawks. The Lightning's right there, man. If not, although it, it, I mean, as great as Vasilevsky is, uh, Colorado 
<coughs> Colorado made him look human. Uh, I mean, the Rangers did take the first two games in that series too. So I, yeah, I think they had. Well, all right. So then in the playoffs, he looks human. You know, yeah, because I wasn't there a stat where like he had never lost a back to back in the playoffs. Oh no, he had uh, never lost. Rangers. I think he never lost an elimination game. And I also don't think he'd ever lost a back-to-back game. Oh, there you go. So, until until the Rangers. But. Speaking uh, of underperforming teams. Toronto, Sammy Hill. Another year for the Leafs where the regular season is just a warm-up for what really matters. God, such a Toronto fan. I, love I know, it. I know. However, does that not mean that uh, there are some things to look out for this season regarding the blue and white? The big boys will carry the load per usual. And there should be no slowing down of Marner, Matthews, and Nylander. He expected Nylander to break into an elite tier of wingers this season. He's gotten better every year, and a 40-goal year has to be in the cards. First player to keep an eye on would be Rasmus Sandin. Young, dynamic defense has a chance to really cement his place in the Leafs' top four early in the season as injuries have opened spots up. He was late to camp due to contract negotiations, but he's quickly got up to speed. Looks good. Big question mark, of course, is in that with the Leafs having a goaltending duo that would some classify as underwhelming. However, both Ilyas Samsonov and Matt Murray have shown an ability in the past to be competent NHL starting goalies, and they won't be getting a ton of shots against every night either. Past the least, big four forwards. They'll need to have big years from unproven depth players and young guys, Nick Robinson. Dennis Malgin have looked most likely to fill the depth role of scoring in the preseason, but there's no doubt the Leafs can't just rely on Matthews, Marner, Willie, and Tavares every night. I didn't know that they got Ilyas Samsonov. Yeah, but he fell off, right? Wasn't he in Washington, and then he then he fell apart? Maybe. I mean, he's significantly better than Matt Murray. Oh yeah, Matt Murray. There was I I saw a breakdown. Maybe I don't remember what it was from. There's a breakdown of Matt Murray, how his save percentage has gone down, his goals against have gone up every year. Yeah, I still don't think they have their answer. They spent their money in the wrong place, in my opinion. But. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Can you imagine if they had a fucking elite goalie? I don't know why they ever let go of Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson was perfect for them. Yep. Great. Um, <clears throat> all right, Metro. Uh, Carolina, this is per Romo. This year, it's Stanley Cup or bust. Wow, coming in. I hot. love that. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned in a blog, I do expect Carolina to win the Metro in there. My preseason cup pick, Brent Burns and Nats Pacioretty bring high-end offensive talent, and the rest of the defensive group has remained mostly unchanged. As has a goalie situation, their defense group is one of the strongest in the league, but success will hinge on the young stars taking the next step. Look for Svechnikov, uh, Natchez, and Jarvis to chip in more offensive production and cement themselves as stars. If they can, Carolina will have a very few weak spots. I think that's right. I think I, I mean, I think he's right. I think uh, Brent Burns, I think, is a little more defensively responsible than D'Angelo was. Yeah. He may not have that offensive uh, skill like D'Angelo does, but Brent Burns can still get the job done. And I mean, what a leader, right? Did they lose anybody else? I, f- I thought they lost somebody. Was it just D'Angelo? No, they lost your guy. Who? Are you are you doing a bit here? Well, they lost Smitty, but like I thought they missed somebody bigger. Who's the Rangers' new player? Oh wow, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Vinny Trojan. Oh my god, are you were being serious? I thought you were doing like a bit, and I'm like, am I gonna have to play a fucking straight guy here? Dude, I'm having a rough go right now. Well, um, anyways, uh yeah, I mean that's a big loss for them. Yeah, well, they, they still have the goalies, right? They still have a goalie pair that's good. Lay off the weed. Yeah, right. Um, and I think that uh they love Brenda Moore. The only thing is Patcheretti's gonna be out for the first like what two months with a is it two months or is it six weeks? He's out for a bit, though. Yeah, I mean, but at the same, I don't know. I I have Carolina as one of my one of my. They're pretty good. Um, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Permati. 
Second youngest team in the NHL, 25.87. Johnny Hockey signed a seven-year deal right off the Columbus is a bad destination. We should get that blog up. Uh, Branson, four years, four mil. I remember people were like, good deal, and then they realized it was $4 million a year, and they're like, whoa. Yeah, they uh, thought it was $4 million total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David, you're sick? Sure. Uh, surprised a lot of people at camp. It could be a big factor as a rookie. Goudreau, Line A connection is going to be sick. Possible Line A breakout season. Uh, Igor, oh, jeez, man. These names, man. <laughs> Guy's name's Igor. Uh, I think it's Shinnikov. Second player looks like he found his group in the offseason. Could be a good pair with Voracek. Uh, can Kent Johnson be an NHL center? Will he spend some time in the AHL in his egress situation? Prospects look good. Not expecting to come this year, but the biggest thing is these young guys getting to learn from the vets and get, getting good experience. Yeah, thorough breakdown. I always forget with all the talk with Gaudreau and everything that Voracek is still there. Yeah. Yeah, I like Voracek as a player. Hell of a player. Getting older now, though. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Booth in Jersey. Goaltending was atrocious last year. He had to use seven goalies, and none of them played well. After a serious bout with COVID and heel injuries for the last two years, Mackenzie Blackwood's fully healthy again. Expecting to be back for what uh, he was in his first two seasons, save percentage around 915. Power play was a train wreck last year, so they fired Mark Recking, brought in Andrew Burnett. If the power play can just be average, expect New Jersey to be top half in the league in goals scored, hopefully win more games. The addition of Andre Pallott in free agency is big because he's a veteran leader for one of the youngest teams in the league trying to learn how to win. He can also play top six, have a physical presence, over 120 hits five times in his career. Prediction, Jersey finishes fourth in the Metro, gets the second wild card. I think he's pretty accurate. Um until the prediction, tell me you're a Devils fan without telling me you're a Devils fan. I don't, I don't like the uh, the faith he has in Mackenzie Blackwood. No, me neither. And when you're hoping that his save percentage is around nine fifteen, that's not good enough, dude. When they played the Rangers the other night, their announcer was just what did he say? He's like Mackenzie Blackwood's healthy. He's a top five to ten goalie in the league. And I'm like top five what? to ten goalie in New Jersey, what? maybe, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Um, he's smoking the same stuff Booth are smoking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Islanders, Lane Lambert's first season as head coach looking to update Trot's assistant on last This is per Anthony. Yeah. Don't forget uh, to give him a shout out. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh looking a lot better towards end of the preseason, much faster and scoring more. Brazil signed a new contract before his RFA. Young Robin Sallow stood out in preseason. Great hockey IQ, offensive upside, potential spot on the roster. Noah Dobson looking to maintain progress after signing his new deal. Now trying to get some chemistry going with Alex Romanov. They picked him up from the Canadians. Prospects look really good. Maybe get some NH, uh, some time in the NHL this year. Uh, Raddy, Nikita's – oh, jeez, man. Shostakov. And Simon Holmstrom. Can Brock Nelson keep scoring this year? Will the rest of the offense finally get going? I can't wait to do predictions so I can tell you something I have up my sleeve. I thought when I saw the Ken Brock Nelson, I thought the I thought the rest of that sentence was Ken Brock Nelson still be on this team? Like, how is this guy still playing? Is what I thought he was gonna say. Brock, dude, this I me Brock and I Nelson's like, gotta be almost 40 years old, right? No, I think he's cried he's Crider's age, I'm pretty oh, sure. All right. Uh me and Rex, we call him the scientist because he looks like Frankenstein. Fair. Um, Rangers per wild build, and then I'll kind of get into it. Uh he asked, will Offman be back this year? I think he's talking once Junior's done, maybe with injuries, who knows. Yeah. Um, off to a hot start uh, in the offseason. What other line combos could we see if Trocek and Panarin continue to struggle with chemistry? Can the lock return to his form from the Islanders' day? Can Deming step up if he can't? Can Kratzoff prove himself in Hartford if he doesn't get a top six wing spot, which seems unlikely? Does VC hang around in the top six and become a role player? Does Miller reach the same echelon as Fox this year? Can I interject right here? Yeah. Before you do your thing. 
This might be the most New York Rangers fan statement ever. How many preseason games have you guys played so far? Uh, yeah, six. Five, six? Yeah. <laughs> what other line combos can we see if Trocek and Panarin continue to struggle with chemistry in five preseason oh. games? Jesus yeah. Christ, Bill. Dial it yeah. back, buddy. I think uh, <clears throat> I think the boys are going to be good this year. Our I biggest question so mark is our six defenseman. I don't think Zach Jones is good. I don't think Lura Hayek is good. Um, everybody keeps saying the Rangers got way worse. They're going to have Lafreniere, Capo. I think the Rangers improved. Miller. Yeah, we got Vinny Trocek as our second-line center. We don't have to see Greg McKegg or Kevin Rooney on our fucking lower-level lines. Oh, don't so, bash Kevin Rooney now. All last year you were talking about how much you love him. He he was he was not yeah because I like the ineffective players that I root for. He was ineffective. You never far. rooted for Greg McKegg. <laughs> yeah, because he's a fucking donkey, dude. I would never root for Greg McKegg. <laughs> um, I think I think they're going to be a fucking problem, dude. I tr- I don't expect Kreider to score fifty goals again, but Capo, I think it's three goals this preseason, and he had a fucking absolute nip the other night, which is you like to get that confidence going from a young guy. Yep. And then they kind of put the kids line back together and they had like another minute and a half shift. I think my biggest thing is what are you going to do with the kid line? Are you going to keep them together or is Jimmy going to be in the top six? Sammy Blay just got hurt. He needs to fucking stay healthy. But other than that, really, really good. I think Keandre Miller is going to, and he already has opened some eyes, but I, I kind of see him being like a household name by the end of this year. I think you could put him in the conversation with underrated players. Mm-hmm. And you haven't even mentioned the biggest thing that you guys fixed, the Rangers fixed, is Halak. Yeah. No, yeah. We don't you have that. the backup goalie's gone. We have somebody who can stop a fucking puck now. Which is yeah. um, I know. And, and this just shows you how young Bill is. He was like, can Halak return to his form for the Islanders? You want Halak to return from his form from the Canadians. Yeah, he was mad. <laughs> Philadelphia, they added John Tortorella, Tony D'Angelo, but Katuri and Ellis are out with injuries. I just want them to be the Flyers. I don't want them to be good, but I just the, the NHL is better when the Flyers are the Flyers. De- so, Delorier went there, right, too, didn't he? Hell yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Like that'll be Reeves is probably going to actually have to fight this year, so we'll yep. we'll fuck yeah. it. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good one to circle. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. They got Malkin back. Petrie, Ty Smith, Latang. They lost Mike Matheson and John Marino. The the John Marino loss is big. Listen, Mike Matheson. Had a, Mike Matheson is just as big. I know he had a couple of like awful plays that weren't his fault, and they came in quick succession in that one game. But Mike Matheson is a good defenseman. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, in the playoffs, everybody was getting on him, but there were like three goals that went in that went off his skate. Like, yeah, yeah, just bad luck. Um, <clears throat> and then lastly, Washington. This is Disco. How are the Caps manage without Wilson and Backstrom? Wilson's out till November, early December. Backstrom maybe the whole year. Need guys like Connor McMichael, uh, Mantha, and Dylan Strum to step up big time. Can Darcy Kemper play like the contract he's getting? And if he does, it will be huge domino effect to the rest of the team, especially on defense. That was a big hole last year. He has a feeling Kuznetsov is going to have a big year this year. He's calling for 50 goals. Oh, my God. This and people will have him in the talks for heart and won't win it. I oh, know it's a shot in the dark, but I want to be the first one on record saying an exclamation point. Uh, also need to have guys like Martin Verhavey and Hedrick Lapierre to find that extra gear. Also, by season's end, Ovechkin will be second all-time in goals scored. <clears throat> then the race to the great one begins. Predictions, Cap lose in the Eastern Conference Final in five. Bold but confident of what he said above. Good uh, Lord. Not a chance. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, get, let's get into our fucking predictions here, right? So 
Hold on, I gotta get ready because I gotta write yours down so I can give it to Kenton. I have I have them all up top. All right, go ahead. I'm ready, man. So in the central, every division I have four teams making it out. So what? Yeah. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, do your top three in the central. Your top three in the Pacific. Then do your wild cards. Okay. So I have. uh... It doesn't have to be in order. Just give me the three. All right. Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. Minnesota, St. Louis. Nashville's my wild card. Yeah. And then I got Calgary, Edmonton, L.A. Calgary, Edmonton, L.A. Yeah. <coughs> Vegas is my wild card. All right. So that's it. Yep. That that is. All right. It. So all right, let's talk about it. So you have Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. I have Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville. Oh, there's Devin. Yep. And we spelled his name wrong. Sorry, Devin. I didn't know it was an O. <laughs> Wait. So who do you have? Uh, I have Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville. You have Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. Wow, you toss St. Louis out, huh? I I don't I I think their defense is horrible. <clears throat> All right. And then well, for the Pacific, uh, we're the exact same. Edmonton, Calgary Kings. All right. And we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Well, no, you have a couple other ones, right? What? Who are your wild card teams? No, I just, I'm going by divisions. So it was okay. Pacific, we're the same. And then your wild cards, you had Nashville and Vegas. I had Nashville making it. I have Dallas and Vancouver. That's what I have. But we'll see. My wish one, because you know I have to do extra. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if Anaheim was the wild card? Yeah, it'd be cool. Not That's my wish. Um, all right, Eastern Conference. <clears throat> I got Carolina, New York, and Pittsburgh. Carolina. Oh, oh, you went Metro first. Carolina, mm-hmm. New York, and Pittsburgh. Yep. Yep. Atlantic, I had Tampa, Florida, and Boston. Tampa Bay, Florida, Boston. Yep. And then I got the Islanders and the Maple Leafs. And right. I have Ottawa right there. Like, okay. if, I would not be shocked if if Toronto we'll, – we'll talk about it later. All right. So, I have my t- – <laughs> I can't believe this. You have Tampa Bay, Florida, Boston. Mm-hmm. I have Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto. Okay. And then you have Calgary, New York, Rangers, Penguin? Carolina, New York, and Pittsburgh. What did I say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Carolina, Rangers, Penguins. Mm -hmm. I have Rangers, Carolina, Penguins. Mm -hmm. Same. Mm -hmm. My wild card, I have Boston as the wild card because I think they're going to have some ground to make up and the Islanders. So the only difference we have is Boston, Toronto. And I have down the bottom of mine – just like I had Anaheim, wouldn't it be awesome? I have Ottawa, wouldn't it be awesome? You and I are on the same page, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be fully, fairly, you know, 100 percent honest with you. It doesn't it doesn't make me comfy. <laughs> I don't like it. So. All right. All right so oh, that's- hey, you go. Wait, perfect timing. So now that you've heard our NHL season previews and our picks, and we'll have a graphic out for it. We do have a hotline that you can call. And you want to chirp us, leave a comment, tell us why we're donkeys, ask a question that we answer on the podcast, or just a phone call away. It's 518-350-7036. And give us your preseason predictions and tell us and bold takes about the NHL. And we can talk about them on future podcasts. Yeah, Look at you with the number on the screen. You like that? Right, guy. Listen, man, I can be I can be a host and a producer at the same time. That is fucking lights out. Yeah, I can. Um, 
All right, so that's what we have. We already went Rangers, Bruins, Beerly Ground up top. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, You go first because I'm going to switch mine up a little bit. So we had our first preseason game. Uh, Wait, you have preseason games for Beer League? Yeah, can you believe it? We have so there's mix and match lineups. Yeah, dude. So there's seven teams in the league. So each Sunday, there's three games. So every week, a team has a bye. Yeah. Which is fine. So our bar, our buy came today. So this was supposed to be the second week of preseason, which is kind of cool. And the first week we played the team that had the first picks. They drafted arguably the best player and arguably the best goalie. Uh, we ended up winning. I don't know if I'm going to get into everything that happened to me at beer league. I feel like that's more of a zero of the week. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I almost went blind guys. No joke. Uh, it's been rough people, you know, thanks for reaching out and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, so next week's our first game. Hopefully I can fucking play. Um, I am going to be putting on, I need to decide between a cage or a bubble. That's something that I need to do. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, that's what I got. Hey, how often do you tape your stick? All right. We've been down this. So we had, we, we talked about this in, in a group chat once, uh, the way we tape our sticks and stuff. I tape my stick depending on how I play. Do you do it at the rink or at home? I usually do it at the rink and you know, I use the wax and everything. And if I have a good game, I'll leave it. That's fair. If I have a horrible or a, or a game, I don't think I played well, I'll change it. But I will say this because right now we're in between season. Like we have one more pickup skate before beer league starts. I haven't taped my stick once because it's pickup. I don't I don't care. So I like taping my stick at my place before I go to the rink. Okay. Uh, just because I feel like when you get to the rink, I don't ever want to feel rushed, like getting ready and shit like Single that. Single guy, married guy. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do is you should teach your daughter how to tape hockey sticks Fuck and then just have her start buzzing that off. Oh, we play at fucking 10 o'clock at night. She's asleep, man. Well, no, like during the day. Be like, hey, like I'm going to teach you how to do this. And have, and then, dude, that'd be sick. You'd have tape sticks always. I guess. I like to tape my stick my way, though. Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> like, I like, do you go heel toe or toe heel? I know we talked about this, but I don't remember what you do. Heel, heel toe. People that go toe heel are psychopaths. I go, well, this is, you're going to make fun of me. I go heel toe and then I go back down toe heel. All right. So okay. it's a double. There's my boy Bryce. Bryce Miranda. See, look at, yeah. He is, uh, Bryce is a kid I coached and he is a heck of a hockey player himself. He tapes the stick before he goes to the rink. That's he's what he says. It, it, he's it, got, uh, he's got the best. Help. Huh? Try it. Just like all these. Give it a try. See, all see right. I will say this about Bryce. One last thing. Kids got head fakes. That was his big move. It was always head fakes. His head fake. <laughs> That's his thing. That's the um, Oh, wait, wait. So the thing I want to talk about in beer leagues, I don't really have anything to talk about. I want to just give a quick little update on the Northeastern women's Husky team. Mm -hmm. um, the Huskies, they opened their season with a pair against Long Island University. They walloped them three to one and 10 to one, I think were the two scores. Mm -hmm. They then had, they, they were the actual kickoff of Hockey East. Um, they, uh, they played UConn good Huskies versus bad Huskies and they beat them, I think three to nothing and then four to one, uh, and they are four Oh and Oh on the season looking great. And I think they went up, they were the preseason ranked number three. And I think they've since gone up in the standings. I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. And tomorrow I'm going to be uh, interviewing the premier power forward in women's hockey today, Katie Knoll. So. Which is huge news. You're becoming you're becoming like the the northeastern like 
They're so much fun to watch, dude. For I when I interviewed the coach, I said to him, and he's like, "You said that, not me." Pound for pound, dollar for dollar, it is the best hockey entertainment in Boston. Is going to watch the Northeastern women's team. That's that's a bold statement. It's ten bucks to get in. You're in the oldest barn in America, I believe. Mm-hmm. Historic Matthews Arena. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got to play there once. It's fucking. You get to, it's it's lights out. You get to go wherever you want. And the game they play such a team game. It's so much fun. They're, and my daughter loves going, seeing girls on the or young women on the ice. It's just it's great. So yeah. All right. Go Huskies. Go Huskies. All right. So now we are going to get into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. <laughs> Looks like a cereal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Heroes and Zeros time. My Hero of the Week goes to Sons of Anarchy, dude. Um, the TV show? Yes. So I watched it way back in the day. Um, actually let's, let's, let's do my zero, my zero of the week last week in beer league. And I might oh, get a lot of shit in this cause I wear a visor and people are like put on a cage, but like, you don't, I wear to. a visor too. So throughout the course of the game that we played, I got hit twice up high on a, on a face off one time. It like pushed my visor down. The other time kind of got me in the face. I went to kind of like pull the kids like, uh, legs out from him. The refs like calm down, whatever. So something happened twice before this even happened. About a minute left to go. They drop the puck. And, like, you know when you stick lift somebody, you have two hands on your stick and, like, you just fire up? Apparently, this guy thought that was a good idea and hit me directly in the left eyeball. Like, literally in the left eyeball. Had a full-blown fucking meltdown. So my year of the week goes to that fucking guy. Just, it, it, it was an accident. I get that it's an accident. But to be that wildly reckless and, like, you just, you can't create something that dumb. Like, yeah, just, I don't think there's any, like, fix in that guy. I just, he's just a fucking, he's a moron. And everybody calls him game seven because he fucking just goes 100%. Cool with people going 100%. He's a hun. Yeah, but hey, listen, yeah. you have to, like, we we all have nine to fives. Like, yeah. we're not going to the fucking NHL. And there's no reason for you to be fucking swinging your stick like that. Uh, <laughs> I'd go to, like, an ophthalmologist. Like, it was fucking pretty serious, dude. Like, it's yeah. still. The picture you sent me was pretty good. Yeah, so vision's not great right now get headaches, dizzy, whatever it is. So <clears throat> I haven't really been able to like go to the gym, play softball, nothing like that. So I need to find something. What I found here of the week, Sons of Anarchy. So I used to watch this show like way back in the day. I'm like, fuck it. Like, let's just run it back. What an unbelievable show Fil- filled with all sorts of shit. So here on the, only, the only, my only complaint about Sons of Anarchy was that whole little detour. They went over to Ireland. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm in that right now and I haven't seen it in a while. So that's all you're going to say. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that's the only. I was just like, come on. But that was a great show. That was the show that every time after it was over, I'd be like, I want to buy a motorcycle. My wife's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I want to start a gang. I want to start a gang. <laughs> All right. What are your heroes and zeros? All right. So I'm gonna do my zero first. So no names given. Right. We talked about this earlier. But if you have to tell people on a text that, hey man, I promise I'm not an asshole. Sorry, bud. You're a fucking asshole. Right. I don't know this guy very well, and we've been texting about something, and I, he's like, I promise I'm not an asshole. I was like, yeah, you are. Whatever. Same thing with, like, with all due respect. If you have to say with all due respect, like, 
Oh, I do that all the time because I feel like when you say with all due respect, you have the green light to say whatever the fuck you want. After yeah, because that. of like Ricky Bobby. That's the only reason you think that, dude. With all due respect, country. you're a fucking douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said with all due respect. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it softens the blow. Yeah. Uh, so my hero is Oakland A's catcher Stephen Vaught. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Uh, he spent seven seasons in the minors before coming an everyday Major League big baseball player at age 29 he bounced around a bit and played the last four years for four different teams before getting back to oakland he also missed all of 2018 with a shoulder injury to open the game the last of his career as he's retiring at the end of the season and the a's didn't make the playoffs his kids introduced him over the a uh over the uh announcer you know to at his at bat and they were yelling our dad you know which was great and then as it always happens in sports in the last at-bat of his career, with the A's holding a one-run lead late in the game versus the Angels, he hit one to right field for a solo homer, and that's how he gets to walk off. <coughs> no shit. So I just thought it was a great story. He got me with the kids, you know? That so. is a good story. <coughs> Breaking news, the Mets are about to be eliminated. You hate to see that. You hate to see <laughs> Oh, it. you're a Yankees guy, right? You hate yeah. to see the, the, the little Mets get eliminated. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, but that those were our heroes and zeros this week. Yep. All right. So now we only have one more segment. It's going to be three stars. Um, I'm going to make sure we get that ready. Look at that. Look at you. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. We're doing we're doing predictions, right? So yep. our three bold stars, bold predictions. predictions. All right, so we're going to do bold NHL season predictions and then bold 2022-23 predictions. Yep. All right, so – my third star, we'll do NHL ones first. Okay. Uh, my third star, Cole Caulfield scores 35 goals this year. 35. Oh, shit. I think he's going to have a year, dude. I think he's going right. to have a really good year. So I have Cole Caulfield breaking out and having, having a year. My third star is very similar. Clayton Keller, I put him at 40. Goals? Yep. <clears throat> Clayton Keller is going to be on the ice. For like twenty seven minutes a game, dude. Forty goals, and and you're playing at Arizona, Arizona State. Like, have a he's fucking gonna life. be out there with all these guys that want to cave everyone's head in. You know how much room he's gonna have? Yeah, but like, I'm just saying, like, can you imagine scoring forty goals at a rank rate by Arizona State? Oh how yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, I could count scoring off the if if it, if it looks bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna back yeah. my way into twenty and twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. My uh, my second star. Toronto struggles to make the playoffs if they even make it. That yeah. would be because their goal attending issue is brutal on top of the media being brutal. That's not yeah. going to make things right. Slash, if they're struggling, Sheldon keeps on his fucking way out. That would be my. I want to tell everybody listening that you and I did not compare notes on our preseason picks and we did not compare notes on our three stars because there's a lot of overlap here. All right, that so my number two star is Connor Hellebuck. He wins the Vezina this year oh. and pushes the Jets on his back towards the wild card. They don't make it, but he plays lights out. Connor Hellebuck regains his form this year. We love American goalies. I'm never I ready. love that team. I just wish they were better. Yeah. Uh, my number one star, Connor right. McDavid finally makes it to the Stanley Cup Finals. You think? Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Not having Mike Smith, and I still don't think Jack Campbell gets you to raise the fucking cup, but I think that gets him there. So you're saying you're you're saying that they're gonna get past Colorado. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the goalies. All right. <laughs> they might have done it this year if they had the goalies. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my number one is Toronto falls off a cliff and Matthews pulls a Matthew Kachuk and says, hey, bud, you might as well move me because I'm not re-signing. Oh, I would love that. I would love that for the sheer I want to watch it burn, you know, mm-hmm. aspect of it. He sees how much fun they're having in Arizona State, and he's like, fuck yeah, I want in on that. I like that. So. All right, so now we're going to do 2023 predictions. Mine are pretty fucking weird. but Go ahead, man. Weird's uh, good. We embrace weird. Well, first one, next Netflix crashes. I think people aren't going to pay the money to have Netflix anymore. Yeah, and they continue to raise it. And I think you're going to start seeing people being like, fuck this. So that would be my third star. All right, so my, my – <laughs> talk about ridiculous. My number three star is Tom Brady and Giselle Divorce, right? Okay. Wait, I'm not done. <coughs> He ends up with Charlize Theron. Okay. And she ends up with Brad Pitt. I saw somebody tweet this the other day. Can you imagine if Giselle winds up with Pete Davidson or Tom Brady winds up? That would have been a much better prediction. Or Tom Tom Brady winds up with Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. That would be be funny, too. But, yeah, those are my predictions. I like that. A uh, little, yeah, I like that. The gossip column, love that. Yeah. Um, my second one, Shorzy season two is announced. They haven't announced the second season for that coming out. They, have they haven't to. announced Letter Kenny either. Yeah, they need. We need some announcements. The, the people demand it. I uh, <clears throat> I messaged Terry Ryan on Instagram the other day and told me he did a great job. He responded, said thank you, pal. So, uh, right. pretty cool shit. So, what do you guys? Your second one. My second one. You know what? I'm gonna change it up right here. My second one. I, I'm gonna switch to the order. My second one is weed gets legalized at the federal level. <clears throat> okay. That's more of a wish, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you find your you thing? Right now, weed is classified in the same level as heroin at the federal level. Yeah, that's – well, didn't – I don't want to get into politics. Now. And it's also it's also rated worse than fentanyl. What is – what's your weed of choice? What is that thing called? Insane in the membrane. Still can't mm-hmm. find it. Insane with a Z. In the membrane? In Zane in the membrane, like the song, but with a Z. How do you spell membrane? M E M B R A N E. Got it. All right. All right. What's your number one? My number one: New York sports. Um, the New York Yankees win the World Series, and the New York Giants finish with the best record of any New York football team. Did you do like a parlay with this? <clears throat> no, I just, I just got a good feeling about it. I knew a guy who did a parlay, and I'm not going to say the teams because it'll give away his identity. And I don't know if this is common knowledge to his family and friends, but I know someone who did Super Bowl, World Series, and college football. He picked the three winners. <laughs> Perfect. He did the he did the three winners, and he hit. And the payout was ridiculous. He bought a brand new truck, cash. No shit. Yeah, that's crazy. So, all right, my number one. I think that this is finally the year. That there is verifiable proof of a cryptid. Of what? A cryptid. All right. I don't know what that is. A cryptid is like Sasquatch, Loch Ness, oh, or 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 like the Cuba Libre, whatever. This is the year that one of these things is found to be true. Would you consider aliens as a part of one of those things? Or do you think I feel like aliens is different than cryptids, but I'll accept it. All right. 
We'll wait and see. There's a very good chance every single prediction that we made was incorrect. How funny would that be? Can you imagine if we just lit it up and everything that we said was wrong? Like everything that we've said tonight was just not how it was supposed to go. Am I supposed to write down our, our was I supposed to write down our hockey ones? <laughs> no, 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 we're good. We're good. Um, but well, yeah, they're, they're recorded for posterity. All right, guys. Well, that's what we have for the podcast. Again, if you guys want to send us anything, give us a call 518-350-7036. I would really appreciate help within Zane and the Membrane. Yep, yep, we have that as well. I mean, I'm not looking for free handouts. I will pay. (laughs) For for everybody watching tonight, we appreciate it. For everybody listening tomorrow, we appreciate it. Um, NHL's back, baby. So, Brownie, what do you got? Uh, look out for a special interview, uh, episode to get dropped hopefully later this week with, uh, the Northeastern coach and one of the players. And, uh, as always, we sign off every podcast for those new people with my obsession, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are, buddy, hope you're doing well. And I would love for you to come on the podcast and we could become best friends. There you go. All right, guys. Hey, we'll talk to you next week and we're gonna have a ton of hockey shit to talk about. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, all right. We'll talk to you guys soon and yeah, have a great week.